Hi, I'm Tanya Yeremkiv, and this is a collection of my audio blogs. This particular episode is part of a series called Through the Bible, where I take a chapter from the Bible and talk through it by sharing insights, revelations, and perspectives from my recent studies. Welcome back to Through the Bible series. I am so excited that you're here and that you're listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, I encourage you to subscribe right now and follow me, connect with me on Instagram and on this podcast. I would love to hear from you. And I just want to dive right in into Proverbs chapter 15. So if you have heard any of my previous episodes, especially the ones that are about Proverbs, you'll know that I'm a big cheerleader for reading a chapter from Proverbs every single day. So I encourage you, if you haven't read Proverbs 15 on the 15th of the month, then definitely do that. Or you can bookmark and save this episode for the time that you do read Proverbs chapter 15. And then you'll be able to find some extra insights and perspectives and really understand where I'm coming from with this. So when I was reading through it, I highlighted a certain theme, which is one of the things that I like to do when going through Proverbs. I will highlight a certain theme that is repeated multiple times, and I'll try to rephrase the verses in first person for myself so that I can really take in these insights and let it basically penetrate my character, my mind, my spirit so that I can actually become a better person. And so I encourage you to do that as well when you're reading through Proverbs or any book of the Bible for that matter. What's really cool is how in the book of Proverbs there are very obvious themes throughout it. And so in this particular chapter, something that stood out to me a lot was our words and the way that we speak and and what we say. And so I want to read some of these verses to you and I'll probably pause in between each one and do a little bit of a commentary through it. When you go through Proverbs chapter 15, maybe take some time to highlight another topic or theme that you're seeing through it or take this very topic and highlight and journal about it, really meditate about it. So the very first two verses say, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of fools spout folly. And that's so profound for us to look at. So a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So in our self-help type of world right now, We have so much information on the internet. Sometimes I think it's a little overwhelming and you don't even know where to, you don't even know who's accurate anymore because everyone's basically a teacher. Everyone's basically out there pushing their opinions more so, like a lot of the things that are being said are not even facts. But one of the things in the self-help world is how when you respond a certain way, you will most likely get that response back. And so what's interesting is that in this first verse, it's the complete opposite. So a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. That makes me think of what Jesus said when he said to turn the other cheek. So when someone is, you know, not speaking very kindly to you and you respond with gentleness, that can either turn away wrath Or it can make them even more angry and then that's when you have to turn the other cheek. Or a harsh word stirs up anger. When we criticize someone intensely or just say a harsh word out of, you know, for whatever reason we're wanting to say that, we will 
clearly stir up anger in the other person. And so that's one of those things that we can really watch out for in our character and in the way that we speak so that we don't unnecessarily stir up anger in other people. And then the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of fools spouts folly. A wise person knows what to say and when to say it. I often struggle with that, especially when I'm feeling a little bit more insecure about the things that I'm learning in the Bible and sharing it with other people because I really don't want to be a foolish person spouting folly. If at any point as I'm doing these episodes for Through the Bible series or my podcast for Living Transformed, I never want to just spout foolish words and spout folly in a way that will bring others down, that will not make knowledge acceptable or even easy to digest. And if I ever do, I know that for one, I have a group of people that can call me out on it. For number two, I know that I will own up to it if I say something that is misleading or misguiding. And so if you're ever listening, I welcome you into that. I welcome you to give me feedback and to be able to say, hey, that was an accurate and or why did you say it this way because I believe in constant improvement and if I'm not improving then something's definitely wrong and especially as a teacher of the Bible as someone who is really passionate about the word of God I want to make sure that I'm solid in what I'm saying and I'm I am extending that same invitation to you I want you to be solid in what you're saying think about this word that the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable so my husband is really good at encouraging me with this and helping me work through this in saying you shouldn't share things that you're not familiar with if you personally haven't experienced it yet don't go about sharing it flaunting your information out because if someone questions it you will be asked about it and you will have to answer about it. And that's just a really powerful thought to meditate about. It's a really challenging thing to keep at the forefront of your mind, especially when you want to be like a content creator, a writer, a teacher, a person of the word, all of these things. You really gotta know that you know that you know so that you can stand firm in what God is leading you and when people question that. The next uh, verse is in verse four and it says, a soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. We got to speak life to others, but we also got to speak life to ourselves. And I mentioned earlier how sometimes I'll get insecure or sometimes I'll get afraid of, you know, saying certain things. I'm really good at beating myself up as well. So if something goes wrong, if I say something that is misunderstood, then I'm, I'm really good at beating myself up. But what I'm learning from this verse is how when you have a soothing tongue towards yourself, when you speak to yourself the way that God speaks to you, when you speak to yourself the way that you would speak to a child, like not not like a, oh yeah, baby, whatever, but like in a very soft, you know, gentle approach, then that is a tree of life. But when you're speaking perverse things, when you have perversion in your tongue and you're speaking against yourself, it crushes the spirit. I mean, 
Who's ever felt good after they beat themselves up? Who's ever felt good after they put themselves down or put another person down for saying something a certain way? In this verse, we can encourage ourselves to have soothing tongues towards ourselves and others because that's a tree of life instead of having perversion in it where it will break down the spirit and bring it down. In verse 7, it says, The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not so. So this is almost like a natural cause. The lips of the wise spread knowledge. If you're reading through Proverbs, I want to say that you are a very wise person. If you are following the Lord, you are a very wise person. The hearts of fools are not so. The heart of a fool is given up to their own depraved mind. But the heart of a wise person is given up to the Lord and that's where the wisdom flows from, from God. In verse 17, better is a dish of vegetables where love is than a fattened ox served with hatred. And this one doesn't necessarily say anything about the words that we speak, but it kind of says about the words that we don't speak. I, I think about like my grandma. So she lived through the Great Depression and through starvation times in the old Soviet Union. She, she will often say how she remembers hiding in the fields from being persecuted and just trying to find some food and scarfing things down. Between her and her siblings and her mom, they, there was so much love. And there was so much love in all of that. Yet I think about the other side of it where communism was running deep through the veins of Russia and there might have been fattened oxes served with hatred. That's kind of a scary place to be in because you have all this food, you know, to satisfy your body, yet you feel this empty pit in your stomach because you're not actually satisfied. And yet with, you know, small having smaller things you would be more satisfied if there's love between you and other people if you have the love of god that can course through the relationship between you and other people and the other thing is that better is a dish of vegetables where love is than a fattened ox served with hatred if you're sitting at a table and the relationship is simple and very easygoing and there's love then that's as if it's the plate of vegetables Whereas if you're sitting around a table and it's awkward and it's, and it's hard to make a connection, it's as if there's that fattened ox, there's opportunity to make connection, but there's this weird feeling, this hatred that kind of goes beyond words and it's just weird. Verse 23, a man has joy in an apt answer and how delightful is a timely word. This makes me think of all the times that people have randomly given me encouraging words. How much joy I found in that and how delightful it truly was to get that. So when I first started the Through the Bible series, there was a girl from my high school class that reached out and really encouraged me with what I was doing and that God was really pleased with this thing that I'm doing. And if you're listening, now I'm so I'm so thankful for you I'm so thankful that you gave me such a delightful word in such a timely manner I think about all the other times as well where people randomly reach out and they're just like hey like God sees you or hey God is proud of you or if it's the other way around where I can just encourage someone and say something that I feel very deeply in my heart. I had a situation where I reached out to someone and was like, hey, I had a dream about you. I don't know what it means, but here's what it is. And I want to encourage you with this. And they reply and they're like, oh my goodness, that is exactly what I needed to hear today. 
If it was any other day, I probably wouldn't need it, but I needed that today. And that is what is life-changing. You know, a timely word is delightful and an apt answer brings joy to people. So if you have the opportunity to do that, I encourage you to do that. And then verse 26 and verse 28, evil plans are an abomination to the Lord, but pleasant words are pure. This verse helps me to link it back to think on these things, things that are true, things that are noble, things that are righteous, things that are pure. In that verse, in Philippians chapter 4. It's not just think on these things, but when you think on those things, it will affect your words, your actions, it will affect your attitudes, your goals, your relationships. And in this, you know, pleasant words are pure. Aim to have pleasant words all the time in your mouth. That's it. That's all that there is to it. And then finally, verse 28, the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. If you are in the Lord, you are righteous and you will ponder how to answer. And I love that so much because that brings encouragement to me saying, hey, I am a righteous person in the Lord. Jesus Christ is my righteousness. Through him, I am righteous. Because my heart is given up to him, because my heart is his, I ponder on how to answer. I ponder on the things that's actually kind of convicting for me right now because I don't always ponder on how to answer. Sometimes I just want to react and say things, say what I'm thinking or or get upset and act out like a, you know, out of emotion or anything like that. And that's not always the case, but I in reading this verse right here, it really helps me to understand, hey, like if I not only trust that Jesus made me righteous, but also believe that my heart is already righteous, then I need to be acting in this way. I need to be giving pleasant words. I need to be pondering on how I'm going to speak and deliver that to other people. So when bad situations happen, when confusing times happen, I can confidently take a pause and ponder on how to answer because my heart is righteous and I want the Lord to see my heart and to purify it even more to help me to give the right answer in wisdom. Those are the verses that really stood out to me with Proverbs chapter 15. And if you haven't read through it yet, I encourage you to read it and I encourage you to save this episode for next time when you're reading through it and thinking and meditating upon the words that are written. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this audio blog inspiring and I'll see you next time.